Welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's Word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our hosts, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion. Thank you for joining us for episode number 175 of the Beers and Bible podcast. We're here tonight. I'm on my porch. I'm enjoying a pipe. Michael is in his normal office space, not enjoying a pipe. Sad for him, but yay yeah. for me. I'm Anthony. I'm Michael. And yeah, I'm not enjoying a pipe. I don't smoke inside. I also don't, I rarely smoke in general, but I may, I, I may, we'll see. I, I, I may do one tonight before anyway it doesn't matter um so we're here we're we're here for another week we are through uh matthew and mark in yep. the uh in our book by book study of the bible we're getting into luke tonight it'll be a good study stick with us we'll be there shortly that's right in a little if while. you're if you're just now joining us if you're new to the podcast and you may have possibly heard us with another podcast called growing grace um, we had the opportunity just about a week or so ago to uh, to fill in for them. Uh, Kristen, congratulations, Kristen, you got married. Um, Kristen was getting married, so they were they were having a, a week off there, a couple of weeks off. So I was say they, they had several to, weeks off. Yeah, they asked us to fill in for one of their episodes, and we were uh, happy to oblige and discuss. Really, I mean, it's the same thing we discussed really in episode one here. Um, just kind of retalked through a lot of that. Um, but we had a great time doing that. So if you're new, welcome. Uh, we are the Beers and Bible Podcast. We do uh, sit down and and we enjoy a beer while we discuss Scripture, the Bible, mm-hmm. and we are currently walking book by book. We're go- we're not like heavy into every book, but we are currently just walking, do- giving big overviews of every single book of the Bible. Um, if you caught us this week, we're in Luke. Uh, Feel free to go back. There's like all of the Old Testament books. Uh, Matthew, it's just a few weeks back. Um, so if you want to catch up, absolutely enjoy doing that because uh, it'll. I think it'll be worth your while. And hopefully uh, it will encourage you to read more scripture because that's what we want to do here at the Beers and Bible Podcast is encourage you to read and study and mm-hmm. learn scripture. Yeah. We don't yeah. go super deep into any of the books. Let's be clear. Yeah. Like on like- the walkthrough. Now uh, we have gone super deep into some books. There, there are way back. Few, yeah, there are. Before we did this long study, there's four, four or five books of the Bible we've done like a verse mm-hmm. by verse study through. So, um, but there's us. That's us, Anthony. What's going on? Other than you smoking a pipe on your porch, you let me join my gun, man. I am. So I got this cool. Uh, I'm so something y'all don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna preview you to some Anthony information here. Uh, I am incredibly cheap. Um, actually I'm not cheap. People tell me there's a difference between being cheap and being tight. They tell me I'm tight, but I'm not cheap. And I was I th- like, I would, I would describe you as frugal. I'm frugal. I'm definitely frugal. It's like, it's like classy cheap. Mm-hmm. I'll spend money where money is deserved to be spent, but I won't spend money on frivolous things. 
That's fair. If that makes sense. That's so I, I have been putting off uh, screening my back porch for the longest time because I didn't want to pay the like $500, $600 to get it screened in. And it's, mm-hmm. it, we have a small back porch anyway. So I was like, I don't want to do that. And so I started looking around on Amazon the other day and I realized that the opening of, of my porch was almost the exact same size as a standard double garage door. Mm-hmm. And so on Amazon for 50 bucks, you can buy these uh, like magnetic Velcro um, screens that will just hang down. And uh, so I bought one of those for 50 bucks and I put it up and now I kind of have a, a quasi screen in porch, but it keeps the flies off the porch. Yeah. Now that it's summertime again. Uh, and I don't know that's if you know really, anything about the that's South. Really, yeah. That's really the only benefit is that it keeps the bugs and stuff out. So, yes. But now I can sit on my porch and enjoy it. The lights can be on and I don't have to worry about flies like biting yeah. me the whole time. So, yeah. I might be spending more time on my porch as we record these these future podcast episodes now. Man. <laughs> if it wasn't such a pain for me to move all my stuff down to outside, and if I had a screened-in porch, um, <laughs> I would probably do the same thing. But I think I would spend most of my time just keeping my pipe lit because I'm still not great at smoking those. But mm. um, There's only one way to get better at it, man. I know. And I haven't practiced much. I think I've only smoked once since November. Mm. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. It's not your I'm fault. <laughs> anyway, Anthony's good. He's so sitting on his That's porch. what we're doing. How are you guys doing? We're good. Um, I, I'm just excited that I can run my air conditioner and you can't hear it in the recording. <laughs> we just discovered All these that. Years. <laughs> so we've lived in the me my family's lived in this house for three, almost four years now. It was right about this time in 2020, we started looking for a house Mm -hmm. and my office is in the room over the garage. And then we have a mini split AC unit in that, in the office. Um, I was under the impression that it was so loud that you could hear it in the background. So I just have not been running it while we record. Well, as it gets hotter, it doesn't matter how long I run it for to cool the room down. It just gets warm when I turn mm-hmm. it off. And then I found out tonight that I can run it. It's running right now. And if you can hear it, then the, oh, this whole like uh, this uh, anecdote is uh, proven false or whatever. I but can't he, hear it. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Anthony can't hear it right now. If you can hear it in recording, we'll find out, I guess, when we'll this figure. when this episode drops, my fans are running too. I can hear them, but Michael says he can't hear mine. I can hear my fan in the ambient noise in the room because mm-hmm. I can't hear myself the way we have it set up. I can't hear my voice in my mic in my uh, headphones. Yeah, which is probably for the better. So, <laughs> um, so my room, my office is cool right now. I feel great. Feel great about that. Uh, we're we're crazy. Means we're busy. gonna go extra long tonight i'm so so relaxed it's gonna be awesome um no we're we're good um we're in the i don't know if i've talked about it and if i have already i apologize but we're in the nighttime potty training stages with our oldest son right now those are the best also the worst it's uh it's liberating and frustrating all at the same time yeah and you're like hey he's we can keep him out of diapers but that means we got to change wet pjs at three in the morning most nights mm-hmm. so it happens we're, we're getting there we're figuring it out maybe by i don't know when maybe by 
Corinthians who'll be trained. I don't know. <laughs> all, of, all, all of our life um, events will be measured against where we are in the book by book study. <laughs> That's how we should do it. We before we started it, my uh, my my youngest son had just been born, and so then yep. we start and then we started the study right after that. So, yep. And this is the next. And he's thing. a year old now because yeah. we're a year into this. Yeah. he's a little <laughs> over a year now. So you're right. Um, but yeah, it's we're good. Crazy busy at work. Exciting, fun things happening there. Um, but we're all good, and we're ready to record another episode tonight. And we're going to start that by drinking some beer. Anthony, what you drinking tonight? What you got? So tonight I have. I'm going to put the pipe down over here. So tonight I have uh, from the, uh, I hope I say this right, Boojum, B-O-O-J-U-M. Don't you sass me. Boojum. (laughs) That's how I'm going to say it. Boojum Brewing. Um, They are in Waynesville, North Carolina. This is the Hounds of Hell's Lager, and that's H-E-L-L-E-S. Maybe it's Hellas. Hellas. I don't know. Uh, Hounds of Hell's Lager. Hounds of of Hell's sounds right because Hounds of Hell is um, is a phrase. That's true. It is. Of course, but Hellas could also be like a play on that phrase. So it could be either or. Might be. So, but this uh, this is a Munich-style lager. Um, it says it is known for its malty backbone, easy drinkability, and crisp finish. Uh, I like lagers. I'm a fan of lagers. So I'm hoping this is a pretty good one. Um, comes in at 5% ABV. I don't think this is going to be anything like super crazy. Um, nothing really like super unique about this one other than this just a regular old Munich style lager. Um, and so, yeah, this is this is week number two of my uh, variety six pack that my wife got me while she was away mm, for visiting okay. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the Hounds of Hell's lager from Boojum Brewing. What do you have tonight? So tonight I am going back to Golden Road Brewing based in... Uh, Los Angeles, California, and St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm not really sure where this one was canned. Um, they were the ones that I had at Christmas time the Christmas cart ale. Oh yeah, do you remember that? I do. You um, saved me one of the. Was that the one of the ones you saved me? Uh, perhaps because y'all came up for Christmas and I well, gave you. Yeah, I don't remember. I think, I think so. It was. It was in like a like a red can. Yes. Anyway, so that's yeah. Christmas cart. So Golden Road, they have a uh, this is a wheat ale mango cart. Um, mm-hmm. Comes in at 4% ABV. It's a wheat ale with mango and natural flavors. Um, and literally, I think that's what it says on the website. The website says it's a perfectly balanced craft wheat ale made with real mango. Um, mango typically does really well at least here, for me. Yeah, say so here at the Beers and Bible, it definitely has done well in the past. Um, so this only has 10 IBUs. Um and it's uh I'm I'm more interested in some of these other uh uh recipes they've got on their website. I'll get into those after we uh after we after I drink it just to see what but because I'm I'm we need a drink. Curious. Sir. No, we need a let's, drink. <laughs> let's do it. Well, let's crack them open and see how they shape up. Here we go. Three, two, one, crack. Mm, that's pretty good. Ooh, this has a really good color. 
So this isn't like an amber lager, like a yingling would be. It's just a good old traditional lager, but look how deep yellow that thing is. Oh, that's nice. There's mine. It's it's a pretty pale, but got my peach steak cornhole board tonight or cup tonight. Hey now. Sponsored by Peach State Cornhole. Shout out, Peach State Cornhole. They're not really we're doing, we're doing free but... advertisements every week for people who don't sponsor us. At some point, someone's <laughs> going to reach out and be like, hey, you got to take that out. Or, hey, hey, we'll actually sponsor you. <laughs> One of the two. We're either going to get a cease and desist or, hey, man, we'll throw you some free stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't if, if it was Peach State, I'm not sure if uh, cornhole sets are going to do us any good. Probably not. I will t- I will always take a free cornhole set though. I love playing cornhole. It is a fun game. It's fun. It's it's one of those fun games I forget about. True that. True that. Well, let's turn them up and see how they taste. Let's roll. Cheers. Well, that's pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and go because I feel like you've gone first like the last like I've I've had regular beers for the record. So, you know, I've kind of made it easy to go first because. Which I I mean, I've got my nail down, too. So you go ahead. Tell me how's the mango. I'm going to go ahead and jump in because I want to go first tonight. Um, It's great. (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, It's got a little bit of a tartness to it, which I really love. Um, But other than that, really like really. I hate saying run of the mill. Because that sounds like so like uh, like mediocre. That's like a mediocre f- phrasing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like it's right in the like it's exactly what you expect from a wheat. But the mango flavor is perfect. It nice. smell. It smells like you've sliced a mango. It tastes like you've like just taken a bite of mango. And I think I feel like we've talked about it the last time we had mango, a mango thing. Or maybe every time we have a mango. I don't know. <laughs> but mango is one of those fruits where you're like, oh, that's cool. I haven't had mango in forever. So you buy it at the store and then you don't really know what to do with it. So you end yeah. up throwing it away in two weeks because it's all <laughs> grimy and turned to liquid or whatever. And all Because if you don't eat it the minute you buy it. <laughs> yeah. you got to like eat it on the way to the car out of the store. Like an apple just... Take a bite, full bite of mango. But this is fantastic. This is a five Luther beer. Um, nice. Five nice. Luthers. Um, it's right up there. I don't remember what we gave it, but it is right up there with like the Camp Wanna Mango. Oh, that I think that got five from both of us. That one was fantastic. Also, that one was. I'll, I'll go back and look, but um, yeah, five Luthers on the so mango good. cart and Golden Road. Um, their cart series is top notch because I believe nice. Christmas cart also got. Five Luthers. It did. Um, so yeah, Mango Cart from Golden Road, Golden Road getting a five. Five Luthers. Well, so I hate to be the, the bearer of bad news, but the Hounds of Hells is not five Luthers for me. But I think this might be as about as close as you can get on, on just like a, a regular lager style beer. Okay. It's going to take a lot for for a lager to get like I mean I drink Yingling that's my that's my go to okay mm-hmm. I don't even give Yingling 5 liters okay yeah. but this thing is like it is the perfect crispness flavor smoothness like 
this this thing is is brewed just right for for a good lager beer. Mm-hmm. It's smooth. It's easy to drink. Um, there is a small part of me that wishes I had two of them. I only have one um, because I probably would have two tonight. Because it's I mean it's just like it it everything about it is just right. So mm-hmm. the highest rating I'm going to give one that's just kind of a regular beer. Nothing crazy, nothing super unique. It's going to be four and a half. I'm, I'm going to give this four and a half Luthers, though. Okay. Because, um, I mean, if you're going to, if you're, I realize it's a craft beer, you know, or it's at least made by a craft brewery, but just the style of beer is not, to me, is is more of just kind of a mainstream, regular, regular beer. And so that's, that's immediately going to be like not five Luthers, mm-hmm. but I think this is probably as close as you're going to get to getting a five Luther just straight up style, you know, beer. Yeah. Um, so really good. Uh Boojum brewing. Fantastic job brewing this thing. It tastes great. It's it's I'm I'm gonna enjoy the heck out of this thing tonight. So four and a half Luthers for me on the Hounds of Hell's wheat no Munich style lager. I said wheat, but you had a wheat. Uh Munich style lager. Getting four and a half. I'll awesome. give it that all day long. I might I might give it five just for fun later, but right now I'm gonna keep it at four and a half. Awesome. So there, there you, you go. go. Yeah. A couple of beers. We're gonna drink these as we talk tonight as we introduce the book of Luke. And we're gonna do that right after we get back from this break. And we are back. We are. I'm almost done with my mango cart, dude. That thing was good. Um, this thing's good too. I've got like five it. more. I may get another here in a little bit. I don't know. Haven't decided. Anyway, so tonight we are going to begin our discussion. Our discussion. I don't know what word I said, but the discussion of uh, the book of Luke. We are going to uh, set up uh, at least. Next week's episode, and we were just talking about it, we may push another. We may do Luke in multiple weeks mm-hmm. for the walkthrough. We'll figure that out in the future. Uh, but tonight, we're going to set a, set ourselves up for um, walking through Luke when we get to that. So um, just to get ourselves oriented and situated here, um, here's some of the some information we need to know uh, when we read the book of Luke. Um, the, really, this is the first part of, um, a two part, the two part story of Jesus that's told in the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Um, the book of Luke is, um, the birth of Jesus through his ascension. And then, uh, the book of Acts, which we'll discuss in a few weeks is from the ascension to the beginnings of the church. So when the church is founded and um all that that's acts um and luke is really different from the other gospels in that it's the only one with an explicit sequel um sure we have john wrote you know we have the gospel of john and then first second third john 
Um, but really Luke and Acts go hand in hand together um yeah. as one cohesive story. Um, you know, there is it's you know, we have the gospel of Luke and then the book of Acts, um, which uh we even talked about pretend, possibly doing those those two books back to back, but we don't know yeah. if, we don't know if we will just for simplicity and and not getting yeah. out too out of whack with the order here. But yeah. But there, look at there is actually sorry, there is actually like some debate among scholars on if Luke and Acts is actually like one giant book. Mm. Um, because it's definitely written by the same guy. Well, you know, we'll talk about scholarly stuff later, but but it's definitely written by one guy. And there is some like critical scholars who say, you know, because of the way that they're written, I mean, it really is one huge story mm -hmm. that this guy tells from beginning to end. So, you know, I personally, I think it's it's definitely two distinct books, and and we're going to talk about this later. But they're yeah. like understand that that's that's another differentiating thing for Luke is is it's really the only gospel that has a sequel like you just talked about, but it's a sequel that could be possibly grouped together as part right. of the book. Yeah, you know. So <clears throat> well, and it's, anyway, I mean, it's and I think maybe part of the maybe part of the reason why it was split up is because Acts is post ascension yeah and the gospels pretty much all of them ends at the ascension you know yeah yeah like so it's pretty much like ascension is like gospel ends and then we have the book of acts so i don't know yeah i don't know what they were thinking and it you know it is what it is so um, we didn't write scripture we're just here to tell you about it <laughs> we're just here to try to <laughs> explain it a little bit so um we talked about last week um mark being so uh, the book of mark being so like uh fast and rapid fire and that was mark right i'm i yep. don't want to okay i don't want to misspeak because that has happened like a thousand times um so mark was so rapid fire and you don't get a lot of details and then luke is a very deep dive like think about it like if the book of mark is the movie of the gospel then Luke is the multi-season TV show, like um, Friday Night Lights. Like Mark would be the movie Friday Night Lights, and Luke yeah. would be the the six-season TV show of Friday Night Lights, which is a um, great TV show, by the gosh, way. That's, <laughs> both they're both so good. Like so, I mean, it's fantastic. Um, but anyway, so Luke gives like very specific details and mm -hmm. paints this really vivid picture of Jesus's life. It's I mean the the um the birth story, the birth narrative in the first two chapters is what we use at Christmas time a yeah. lot of times for nativities or uh sermon series at Christmas time. Like that passage is so deep in details that it can be used for a full, you know, three, four weeks leading into Christmas. Yeah. Um, and that's just the first two chapters of Luke. So like that's and that's throughout the whole book there. It's he is so vivid and so specific with his details that this picture of Jesus is very thorough. And yes. it's it's and it's a very stark contrast to what where we just came from Mark, where Mark was like, here's what happened. And I'm moving on because that I mean, I don't have any other <laughs> uh, anything else to tell. Um, so. Um, it is commonly accepted that uh, 
Luke, the physician, uh, wrote both the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke's a sometimes companion of Paul. Um, there is some debate against among scholars, uh, among textual critical scholars mm-hmm. that uh, suggest that it's not Luke because of a literary style that seems to treat Paul as if he were a stranger. Um, yeah. And you wouldn't, I don't know that disagreement or that, you know, I don't know the details of that. So I'm going to not speak yep. into that because I don't know. I'm going <clears> to <throat> let Anthony do it so, because he so, wouldn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, I mean, it's, it's basically a, you're trying to read into something. That's what textual critical scholars. So what they do is they, look at the text they don't really take into consideration like everything else that's happening they're looking at purely the text most mm-hmm. of the time okay mm-hmm. and they're going they're reading the text and they're going there's no way that this guy was a friend of paul and so because this guy is not a friend of paul as it appears in the text it's probably not Luke the physician. That that's the way the argument goes so it, let, let me give a like a comparison to see if i can i can Pare this down a little bit. It would be like if I wrote a book about you and the whole time I referred to you as um, Michael did this, Michael did that, Michael just did, you know, and it was kind of like I just kind of like reported facts. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, I, I didn't say, you know, and this one time Michael and I together, we went down over here and we did this, you know, thing or, or you know, we we did this together. It wasn't like that. It was more like you're just you're just regurgitating facts and so it's not like you actually knew the person you're just kind of repeating what you had already heard so that's where the the textual critical scholars argue i don't think it's a very good argument um because i mean you got to think also luke is a physician yeah. uh, you know if you take the argument of, of the the luke as the physician contemporary companion of paul his mind is built if you've ever been around a doctor for a long period of time, you you definitely get the idea that like their brains don't necessarily function the way everybody else's brains do. Right. Like well, they just they compartmentalize very well. Yeah, and, and and we talked about at the beginning of I I think we may have talked about the beginning of the New Testament how each writer is going to bring his life experience into the writings. So, yeah. so Luke, he's a physician. His details are going to be, you know, much, he, he's going to be very detailed because he's a physician, but they're going to be very matter of fact, Yeah, you know, and, you know, it's, I, I, I do agree with you as you explain that, like, it's a pretty weak argument to say that they're not, um, companion, like Luke's not a companion of Paul just because of the way he writes about him and acts. Yeah. But in reality, there's a lot going on in the book of Acts, a lot of information that needs to be presented. And yeah. Luke's probably in like, I would say Luke's doing all he can to make sure he doesn't miss anything. And, yeah. and maybe he can't go at can't be as detailed as he was he would like, which is you know terrifying to think because he's a physician and he's very detailed. But mm-hmm. um I don't know. It's it's an interesting argument. I just don't know if it's one that's got much weight. Yeah, I I don't I I don't know of a lot of people who 
subscribe to because that's so they use this whole Luke and Paul were not necessarily friends as an argument to say that Luke and Acts are one total book. Mm. And and the, the the two kind of run hand in hand. So if you view Luke as a companion of Paul and he's a physician, then you see, okay, Luke is telling this part of the story. And then again, think about what Paul is is uh is experiencing in his midlife encounter with Jesus where mm-hmm. on the Damascus road, we're going to get to that in Acts. I don't want to give too much away, but like, I mean, Luke is a part of almost both sides of this. And so mm-hmm. Luke sees this story of Jesus as, as part one. Mm-hmm. And then part two is what happens after the story of Jesus. And then how my friend Paul is pulled into the story of yeah. Jesus. Um, And so you, you really get, and, and again, like that, that's why, I really like the the parallel of like Mark being a movie and Luke and Acts together being a multi-part TV series with, you know, 45 episodes. Yeah. You know, there there's just there's so many stories that Luke is so good at telling that you end up with these two very distinct books that are also very, very related yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And so so yeah, that's I mean it's it's definitely worth mentioning because people do talk about it that that there are people who disagree. But at the end of the day, I, I really think that the the vast majority of scholars, and especially it's conservative scholars, who say, no, this was Luke the physician. He wrote two very distinct books, even though they are very related to each other. They are two individual books. Gotcha. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That if was that a- helps. Yeah, I I don't know if it did, but <laughs> I, I, sometimes sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but it's it's interesting stuff to think about, like because mm-hmm. that's that's not anything like if you just read Luke and then you read Acts, you're probably like, I these are two separate stories. Yeah, I, I would almost be like, I'd be curious to be like, read the end of Luke and then immediately read the beginning of Acts and see how they flow. Yeah. Um, well. I mean, again, I, I mentioned this last week. Go get a, a copy of scripture that has no chapters and verses in it. Mm-hmm. Read Luke and Acts back to back and see. I mean, they definitely fit together. They they for sure do that. Are the are the is the overall style similar? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. There's really not any debate on like the same person wrote both books. Gotcha. It's just the debate of was it Luke the physician, the companion of Paul, or was it a different Luke? Um, you know, who may have just been very detail oriented, you know, right. not necessarily Luke the physician, but gotcha. You know, that's Luke a debate the, for scholars, not not necessarily for us. Luke the chiropractor. <laughs> there you go. Instead of that, <laughs> that's that's not scriptural at all. Do not run with that at all. Uh all right. So um the date of the writing of the book of Luke could be any time between uh, the death of Paul, which is in about sixty-four AD. Mm-hmm. Um, to after the fall of Jerusalem, which is uh, after 70 AD. Um, and this is interesting about the gospel of Luke. It's or the gospel according to Luke, however you want to word that. Um, it's the only gospel with a direct addressee. Yeah. Um, this is Theoph- Theophilus. Theophilus. Um, yep. He's otherwise unknown. Not much is known about him. Um, and he's, uh, he, he's listed as probably the patron of uh, Luke and Acts um, 
and the implied readers are going to be Gentile Christians. Yeah. Um, so they're in their place in God's story is ensured through the work of Jesus. Um, and Luke's really set Luke really sets out um to place the Gentiles in God's story. Um yeah. and, and he does that through um through the books of Luke and Acts. Um and then just some emphasis here um before we get into the advice. Um we we have that God's Messiah has come to his people, which is Israel, with the promised inclusion of Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus came to save the lost, including every kind of marginalized person whom traditional religion would put outside the boundaries. Um, Jesus's ministry is carried out under the power of the Holy Spirit um, and the necessity of Jesus's death and resurrection, which fulfilled Old Testament promises, um, is is needed for the forgiveness of sins. So a lot of... Um, the gospel is not just for a chosen people, but it's for anyone who will respond and, and receive it. Um, Jesus came to save the lost, um, a- including people who um, traditional religion would have ostracized. Um, yeah. And um, so th- there's a lot of that going on in the book of Luke also. So, yeah. Um, now that we've kind of set the stage for um, some of the information we'll need to come back to when we're uh, going through the book of Luke next week, um, Anthony, why don't you give us some advice for how to read it? Yeah, so <clears throat> Luke's uh, Luke's main primary concern here is is the salvation of both Jews and Gentiles, um, and I, and I think this right here, this this concern, this main primary concern that we're going to see is actually going to play into both the books of Luke and Acts, okay? Think of this like uh, like the the two-part series that we've talked about already. If, if Luke is the story of Jesus Christ and, and, and the work of Jesus Christ, then Acts is the work and the story of the Holy Spirit in the church. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, that I mean, it's it's almost like this. This it's not a comparison contrast, but it's it's a complementary. Like this is this role, this is that role. Here's how they all work together in sync. You know, not the '90s band in sync, but mm. you know how they work together as as a as a larger narrative, if you will. Yeah. So, um, so understand that, but then also notice how Luke presents Jesus as the kingly Messiah really from the beginning. He he's going to draw on Davidic language. He's going to pull from Second Samuel seven, um, specifically verses fourteen and sixteen. Um, he's going to pull that into, and that's going to be what draws in the Jewish perspective because they're looking for a king in the line of David. Now, yeah, when you get to like Luke chapter three, we're going to talk about this. When you get to like I think it's Luke chapter three where he that's it's literally like 30 verses of just the son of the son of, of the son of the son of, and he traces it all the way from Jesus, all the way back to Adam. So he goes prior to Abraham prior to everybody. And what Luke is doing is he's really painting an entire history of mankind. Hmm. And he's saying that all of mankind is seen in this ultimate man of Jesus. 
He is the pinnacle. Therefore, he is the complete fulfillment of everything the Jews were expecting in the Old Testament and everything the Gentiles are expecting in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's going to be that's going to be expanded on as we walk through the New Testament. But but so he he's going to he's going to he's going to place Jesus number 1 as this Davidic king, but he's also going to place Jesus as this one who ultimately cleanses the temple, which is going to be what what brings in the Gentiles, okay? Um and so Jesus's temple cleansing motif is going to be contrasted with religious leaders who now this is Jewish religious leaders who reject Jesus and they fulfill Simeon's prophecy that is that is uh talked about there in Luke 234. All right. So you you've got this this man Jesus who is also God who is at the pinnacle of all of mankind and I mean you what you end up with here is a picture of everything that we have talked about since we started this study, which is that everything in the Old Testament points forward to Jesus, everything in the New Testament points back to Jesus. That's yeah. the entire narrative of Scripture. The 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 consummate pinnacle of all of Scripture is that Jesus Christ is the is the salvation of man. Okay. Yeah. And and ultimately that's what the gospels are about. Okay. And and Luke is going to do that through story. He's going to do that through stories uh, pulling from the Old Testament. He's going to he's going to expand on things when when we get to Acts. He's going to expand on things in the New Testament that are later expanded by Paul, and and all of that's going to point back to to what Luke was talking about. So Luke is going to put a very special emphasis on the role of the Holy Spirit, and this is this is going to be one of the things that ties Luke and Acts together. Um, if you've read Luke and you've read Acts, you know that the 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 major worker in the book of Acts is the Holy Spirit. You know, mm-hmm. go straight to Acts chapter two. You, you got the tongues of fire and people understood people in their own language, despite being different ethnicities. Um, they heard the gospel in their own language. It, it wasn't foreign languages. We're going to talk about that later. Um, we'll, we'll get to that when we start talking about uh, New Testament things in the church. But but just know right now that, that Luke is putting this special role of the emphasis of the Holy Spirit, and he's he's really basing it now in his gospel, so that he can expand on it later in the Book of Acts. Okay, um, the Holy Spirit is going to play a very specific role in the salvation process, and that is the drawing of men to the call of God. All right, and because of this, this Spirit and and Jesus kind of back and forth. I don't want to say back and forth. That's not really a good way to say it, but the the parallels of Jesus in, in Luke and the spirit in Acts, there's going to be two main themes that that play out through this, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the two main themes are going to be prayer and joy. Yeah. All right? Luke is going to include in his teaching narratives a lot about prayer, okay? He, he's, he really does it more than any other gospel does. And because of that, he's going to put a very special emphasis on the role that play that prayer leads in the believers' lives. Yeah. Okay. So so understand as you read through this, you're seeing this this prayer narrative. It's it's going to be teaching you something. Okay. The the other thing that comes out is that the gospel is good news for the poor. Well, that's going to be what brings in the Gentiles because the Jews are the one who who have inherited basically all the way back from Adam the blessings of God 
Okay. Now the religious leaders reject the ultimate blessing of God, which is Jesus. And so through the person and work of Jesus, we have salvation coming to the whole world that the Jews have rejected, but not all of them. Remember, we talked about the remnant, the idea of a remnant in the Old Testament. God is always preserving for himself a remnant. There there are those people who believe. Paul is one of those people. And, and so there's always going to be that remnant who believes, and it's not necessarily an ethnic-based remnant, but it's right. a remnant built on faith. And and so, you know, again, expanding on Paul there, we, we can go back to Habakkuk. We can go back to, or we're going to get to Romans eventually. Um, yeah. And so that's, it's this, do what? I was just going to say, that's like the biggest difference between the Old Testament yeah. and the New Testament is that in the Old Testament, it it, it was an ethnic mm-hmm. thing. It was, you were God's people because you were members of the of the, of a certain tribe. Yeah. You were members of a certain people, and your ancestors were all members of the tribe, and your yeah. generations going forward will be part of the same tribe. And, and if you it, it, wanted to join that tribe, you had to uh, basically yeah. adapt to their thing. I mean, think of the book of Ruth. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ruth was a Moabite. That, yeah. that was bad. But yeah. she's included in the lineage of Jesus. Right. And so you get to the New Testament, and now it's open for anybody. Yeah, Jew or Gentile, um, yep. and I really think that that single fact right there is the most uh, comforting thing to know is that it's not the gospel isn't for a single people group. It's not for a single ethnicity is not for a single country or a single language or whatever. The gospel is for whoever will accept it. Yeah. Whoever hears it and the Holy Spirit stirs in their heart to accept it. And then they accept it. Like that's who the gospel is for. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we're, we're, we all need it. Like mankind needs the gospel. Mm hmm. There's nothing we can do to to earn salvation. Yeah. Apart from putting our faith and hope in the work of Jesus on the cross. Yep. So and and if you put your faith and hope in Christ, that gets to the second part of what Luke's kind of main theme is, and that's mm-hmm. that that will cause great joy in your life. Yeah. You know, um, Think, think about this. We we are all spiritually poor. Yeah. And if Luke presents the gospel as something that is good news for the poor, guess what? That's good news for you. Yeah. And so you should rejoice in that, and that should cause great joy in your life, which is the thing that we're going to see throughout the book of Luke. Yeah. Is that this this prayer motif that, that the... The life of a believer is is built around prayer, but also that prayer leads to joy. And and believers should be some of the most joyous people. I mean, despite our their, our circumstances, despite what's going on around us, mm-hmm. we should be people who are filled with joy. Joy does not necessarily mean happy. Understand the difference. We've talked yeah. about that. Yeah. Um. Joy does not necessarily mean like, oh my gosh, everything is on fire and I am so great. No. Joy says, man, 
everything is on fire, but I know that God is working this right for my good. Yeah. I know that something is something good is going to come out of God is teaching me a lesson. I don't have to like it. I don't have to be happy about it, but I will choose to glorify God throughout mm-hmm. it. And that's yeah. really what the basis of joy actually is. Yeah. Because when we realize that we are all spiritually poor and we have been redeemed through the work of Jesus Christ, mm. then that should cause us to rejoice accordingly. Yeah. And if we do, then we're going to understand what the picture that Luke is going to paint specifically here in his gospel that we're going to talk about next week. And then later in the book of Acts, as the beginnings of the church comes about, because yeah. the church at its, at its foundation is going to experience immense persecution. And you, they have all the right pragmatically, physically to be mad and angry. They're being persecuted. They're being murdered. Um, and, and they have all the right in the world to say, God, this is not what we signed up for. But time and time again, through the book of Acts, through the book of Romans, through the book, the whole New Testament, we're going to get this continual theme of despite these trials, despite mm-hmm. these things happening, continue to have faith and continue to have joy. Yeah. Count and it that should all, be the posture of Christians today. Yeah. Count it all joy whenever you experience trials of various kinds. James said that. Yeah, he did. He but was a smart guy. Yeah, he's count it all joy whenever. Mm-hmm. It's not a if, it's not a, there's no doubt. There's no, you may or may not. He is saying you're going to face trials. Yeah. Consider it all joy. Yep. And so... And it's not easy. Like we're not. We're. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy to be no, no filled with joy when life sucks. Like sometimes life sucks. Sometimes work is stressful. Sometimes your kids don't listen. Sometimes your marriage is like messed up for whatever reason. Sometimes hard. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, your car breaks down. Sometimes your dog runs off. Like life is. Mm-hmm. Life isn't great. Life can be pretty, pretty sucky sometimes. Yeah. But despite all that, like we can still choose to have joy because that's a choice. Like, yeah, our circumstances don't dictate that. Our our circumstances don't dictate our joy. So, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, there's some advice uh, as you start reading through the book of Luke. Um, there's some orienting data for reading through the book of Luke. Um, take that, listen to it. Uh, go ahead and start reading. You know, we, we encourage everybody to, to read along with us, read the book, Mm -hmm. um, listen to it. However you consume scripture, do it, do it in the book of Luke this week. Um, we're going to pick up next week. We're going to walk, uh, overview over the entire book of Luke, maybe the entire book. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of chapters. It's as long as Matthew, and we did Matthew in one week, so it's entirely possible we could we could cram it in. But Luke gives us a lot of detail, and so mm-hmm. we may spend a little bit more time talking about um, the things that Luke talks about. Because, again, Luke is, Luke is like a, he's, he's like a, a, a Thai gospel that, that links us to the rest of the New Testament. And when you consider Acts and Romans and and the link to Paul and everything that comes after that, um, yeah. there really is a, a really deep connection to the book of, of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, and then the remainder of the New Testament. Yeah, and so, so 
we hope you come back for that next week. Um, but that's our that's kind of the introduction, and so we want you to mull on that this week. Uh, Michael, can I pray for us tonight? Yeah, man, go for it. Let me let me do that. So, God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for an opportunity to come and discuss your word, to think about your word, and how your word applies to our lives. We thank you for the Gospel of Luke. We thank you for. Um, inspiring the words that are written in the book of Luke so that we can learn them, we can absorb them, we can meditate on them, and we can apply them to our lives, God, that we would see how your scripture uh, unfolds and, and how you prepared it to unfold before us, and God, that we can trust it in everything it teaches us in, in faith and practice and words to live by, and, and God, that we can be examples to those who are around us pray that you would bless us as we go through this book, that we can learn it, understand it, and apply it to our lives. God, that we can be better examples because of our understanding of Luke. We can be better examples to the world around us who needs to see the love, compassion, uh, and joy that can be found in Christ Jesus. And so we thank you again for this opportunity to discuss it, to talk about it, and we pray that it would be a blessing to those who hear. Um, we love you, and we thank you for this time. And uh, we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Michael, if people wanted to get in touch with us on social media platforms, where would they do such things? You can find the Beers and Bible podcast on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore. You can find us on Twitter by searching Beers and Bible P1. Find us on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible podcast. And you can also email us at beersandbiblepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions about anything we've discussed uh, in the last few weeks or ever or anything in general, if you have any questions you'd like for us to try to tackle for you, we'd love to do that. If you have mm -hmm. any beers to uh, suggest for us that we can get our hands on, we would love to hear those as well. And we'll give you a shout out on the podcast if we are able to find a beer that you do suggest to us. There you go. Well, until next week, I hope your beer stays cold and your Bible stays open, and we'll see you later. Peace out. <laughs>